Hello, dear friend. We made it. 52 episodes of the True to You podcast. And this has been quite a project. This podcast is an absolute joy to bring you week after week. It was a project that a year ago I said to my coach, Rachel, I think I'm going to do a podcast and then a few weeks later the first episode was out and now one year on and we've had some amazing guests, some interviews that have brought me to tears, that have made me laugh, that have surprised me, that have opened up my eyes and I really hope that sharing these women's stories and then a few nuggets of wisdom from yours truly has added some clarity to your life that has supported you in your career that has been that that bestie that you always wanted to show you the way show you what's possible with your work and show you that you really can go after what you want especially if that looks like moving towards work that's more aligned with your values that feels meaningful that lights you up that gives you energy and all of those things that I love supporting my community with this is the true to you podcast your very own work bestie each week we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career all while navigating a path towards meaningful work i'm your host ruby marsh let's do this So to celebrate 52 episodes of the True to You podcast, I am sharing with you today the five most downloaded episodes so far. (laughs) And as the universe would have it, these five episodes and the little excerpts that I'm sharing with you today threaded together really perfectly. You'll get to hear first up from someone that I had the pleasure of spending a very intense two days with last July when we did Brene Brown's Dare to Lead workshop. But in saying that, we came out of those two days as friends and I was very lucky to have the opportunity to interview Belle last year for episode 12. Belle Yorston is the CEO of Youth Leadership and Positive Education organization Wileed. Like pretty much every guest we have on the show, Belle has an interesting career story. She started out in real estate with her mom out of high school, but then it was a trip in her 20s to Tanzania that became the turning point for her to start with the Wileed organization. She didn't start out as CEO, but she moved into that role a few years later. In Belle's episode, I wanted to share two key things with you. A, what happens when you're actually passionate about what you're selling and B, what her philosophy is on leadership, how we can challenge the status status and go against what we've been told about leadership. This is not just for women, this is everyone, but Give yourself the opportunity to step up and not be afraid to lead. So here we go. Here's a clip from episode 12 with Belle Yorston. And it was amazing when you follow Passion Ruby, I'm sure you found this, but 
you know, making phone calls um, in a real estate office, I loved it. Like I did enjoy it. But picking up the phone and saying to someone, oh, hey, we're going to be in your area next week. We're doing some market appraisals. They're complimentary. Um, We've recently sold the house down the road and just wondering if you'd like an up-to-date appraisal of what your home's worth in today's market. Um, Sometimes I used to lie about how many calls I've made because I hated doing them to coming across and being in an industry that I'm ridiculously passionate about. I I just want to make more and more of those phone calls because now it's um, something that I truly believe in and um, it's amazing to see how those skills that you have shift and change and how much um, you can just apply them into anything that you're doing. But when you've got passion behind you, the momentum that it adds and the drive that it adds uh, is tenfold. So it's, it's pretty cool to watch too. Yeah, I would absolutely love to because um, I probably didn't articulate it clearly before because I believe we're so much more than that. But Wiley is actually um, a leadership development and positive education organisation itself. So every day when we're going into schools or we're meeting young people, we are um, educating them around um, leadership. So our philosophy on leadership is that it is it's so much more than a badge, a title, or position. And um, I've been challenging young people these days because. I think we know that, like we know it's not about popularity and we know it's not about just one certain skill set like public speaking, but it gets hard to um, go against what we've always done um, or what we've always believed. And so we're really working with young people these days to start to stand up and go, well, leadership actually looks different for everyone and um, it's not just an ex, you know an exclusive club um, I believe that leadership is for everyone and our world needs more leaders than it has ever needed before um, a leader to us is you know leadership is any action so anything that you're doing that makes the world around you a better place so it's taking a step back and it's actually acknowledging that if you're a, a brother or a sister or a mum or a boss uh, or a friend you do have a huge influence on the people around you every single day. And if you are really aware of what that influence looks like and you take a step back um, to acknowledge it, you can do so much with the influence. So when we say leadership is any action that makes the world I touch a better place, it's going, well, what have I done? What has my influence been? How has it added value today? And how has it made that um, classroom a better place or how's it made that workplace a better place or how's it made dinner tonight with my family um, a little bit better and simplifying it even more than that um, it's a really simple equation it's just leadership equals character plus action so um, the work that we're doing is helping young people really define um, who they are so what is what are their strengths what are their passions? What are their values? And how can they just take action on those things every day and acknowledge that that is going to make a really, really cool difference um, to the people around them? So um, whether they'd love to be remembered when they leave school as someone that was loyal, someone that was, you know, um, intelligent and possibly someone that was kind, they then can just have this really simple tangible mark of checking in before they go to bed each night and going, What did I do today to be loyal, to showcase my loyalty? 
what did I do today um, to showcase and share my intelligence? And what did I do today to showcase um, that I am a kind person? And we're only human. <laughs> if you fall short, that's okay. That's just checking in and going, well, tomorrow I might work a little bit more on that kindness because I got tripped up a bit today and um, and that's okay. Thank you, Belle, for your contribution to the True To You podcast. Now, my next guest ties in surprisingly well to Belle's episode. Her name is Hannah Mitchell and she was a client of mine back in 2019. Gosh, that feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? And we featured her story on episode 16 because Hannah had a pretty bold career transformation. When Hannah and I met, she was working as a financial accountant in Sydney. And by the time we finished up our time together, she was heading back to the motherland, which is Scotland, to begin working on setting up the UK arm of a youth education program called IRL. As you'll hear in this part of our episode, Hannah talks about the key things that gave her that clarity she needed to embark on this next move because when we started together, she didn't fully know what that was going to look like. The importance of her values and understanding what they truly were so that she could step into alignment with those values really getting clear on those strengths that were being underutilized was probably one of the most breakthrough moments for Hannah as well. And I'm so proud to see her now using those strengths every day in her new role. So here we go. Take it away, Hannah Mitchell. You often hear on podcasts this a to B transformation that people have. They go from doing this one thing to B, they're suddenly this uh, yeah, big business or big celebrity or they're speaking on TED stages, but it's we're always interested in actually where they started. And when we know that it started with something, we go, okay, <laughs> I know if I just start somewhere, it's, it's going to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was really important part of our work together is uh, you started taking action from day dot. You were a, an incredible example of someone who had a full-time job, worked with me intensely, fortnightly sessions, and every time you did the work. So I really want to just give you a little shout out right now in the <laughs> middle of this podcast, Hannah, because I believe that is really the secret to your change uh, is the fact that you didn't let all of the other conditions in your life stop you as well. Yeah. You uh, were amazing. Every time I gave you some pretty hefty homework <laughs> assignments <laughs> at times and no excuses. You came back, you did them we talked through them. Okay, what's the next step? What what do you think you could do next now that you know this information? And you continually got out there and said, hey, I've got this idea. I want to do this. And you got feedback from the market. And sometimes that is the 100% the best place to start for us because our ideas aren't validated yet. 
the career path hasn't been laid out in front of you step by step. So you need to ask people how they did it. You need to say, hey, how could I get myself into this part of the market because this is where I'm starting and what could it look like? And so that process of constantly engaging with people and asking for feedback and, and not, not necessarily turning up having all the answers or having it perfectly laid out. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. <laughs> you were brilliant at that. And that is something for, there's so much to be said for that and how much you were able to get clear on in, in three months. It was unbelievable. I was, it was, <laughs> I'm absolutely blown away. And that's why I wanted to speak to you today. So Everybody now wants to know, we know your backstory, we know the challenges you are facing, we know where your mind was at, where your heart was at, what your fears were, all of those things got you to this point of saying, this is my dream and this is what I'm going to go after now. This is my, my new direction. Could you share with us what this dream is? And for you, you mentioned getting really clear on what meaningful work looked like. That was a word that came up quite a bit. I, I really want to do something that creates impact, that has meaning, that obviously you don't want to turn up and be part of a, a machine, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so what, yeah, what's the stream? Share with us. We all want to know now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely get my energy from being around other people and making connections and I think my biggest strengths are empathy and curiosity and I wanted to find something that would allow me to really use these strengths Uh, if I'm sitting in front of a computer and looking at spreadsheets pretty soul destroying and I really couldn't see myself in any other sort of corporate role and I wanted to be part of something that would really benefit a community and I was reading one of the books you recommended, um, Seth Godin's book, uh, Lynchpin. And there was a section in the book that was about what we should teach in schools. And it said, you need to teach students two things. Number one, how to lead. And number two, how to solve interesting problems. And that statement really stuck in my mind and made me think, that's what I want to do. And I think I can do it. I want to create a program that would help people develop these life skills. And I had a vision of me standing in front of a class at school and I was just absolutely ecstatic. Um, I think I actually went to bed and woke up half an hour later and started journaling and just the ideas were just rushing into my mind. It was a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And um, I continued reading the book the next day and another chapter um just shouted to me go for it women <laughs> it said there's no such thing as a good idea you've just got to try new things and put something out there even if it's not perfect so i decided i'm gonna stick with this idea and see what happens 
From women I've coached to women that have coached me on my journey. Next up, we have a woman who is dear to me because she was my coach throughout 2019 and early 2020, and her name is Rachel McDonald. Rachel shared with us in this episode many facets of her career and work. And in this particular piece that I chose, we talk about the importance of mentors along your journey. Rachel speaks about how one mentor, Julie Parker, who some of you may know through the coaching industry here in Australia. Now, Julie, she had some really critical advice, but it was super simple in retrospect that helped Rachel to reconcile those things that she was blogging about because she went from a blogger to becoming a coach and then to coaching women in business. She was really passionately blogging at the time and listening to her audience was super, super key. This was the piece of advice that Julie gave her, listening to her audience and listening to what they were asking for. Now, if you are someone that is starting out in small business or looking to make a pivot in your business, I think you'll really enjoy what Rachel shares with you here and how she did this herself in her early days of her business. Something that you echoed from the start of your coaching journey was that Julie was able to see that you're a multi-passionate woman and we know that... uh, Marie Forleo coined that phrase, multi-passionate entrepreneur. And uh, I think that's something that we struggle with because as women these days, we have so much opportunity, don't we? And we can do anything and everything that we want to. And we have this creative side and then we might have the the specific skills from our work that we've um, studied or uh, worked in and, and it's being able to bring all of these things together. So I love what you said. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that, how Julie helped you discern what exactly you could pull from your passions and your creativity, but also your skill set into something that was really tangible that could create a result for people? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I think the first thing was that she said, look at what people are asking you. Like, we really can keep it that simple. And yeah, when I looked at what people were asking, what was landing in my inbox was basically people saying to me, hey, I've been following along with your blog for the last 18 months or, or 10 months or so at that point in time. Um, and things have grown pretty quickly. And how have you done it? Really? That, that was what was coming. And that doesn't even have to be from, from people that have been following along. People in your community will start asking you questions as well. And if you're having conversations with friends or friends of friends, then those things naturally start to come up. Um, So there was like identifying what's the problem I can solve and then what are the things that I love to do, which was connecting with people, building community, um, writing, speaking, those types of things. So that was sort of ticking the box of of my loves and interests. And then it was, what's my experience? And I, my my whole entire life, I have been veering myself. I mean, I wanted to be a journalist for my whole life growing up. And then got to uni, um, studied journalism as well as marketing and PR. 
and very quickly realised that I didn't want to be a journalist anymore and, and that I was much more called to, to these other sides of myself. Um, so, the, like, looking back, the breadcrumbs were all there and then that led me into the corporate world and so that was what I was trained in. That's what I, I knew how to do very well um, and I had that deeper experience of, of those things that are very transferable for business. So I think, you know, Julie was able to say, okay, it's, it's the little Venn diagram basically. It's like here's what you're good at, here's what people want, here's your, your skills and your experience. Let's roll all that in together. And her suggestion was put an expression of interest out. She said, that's all it is. You're not even launching a proper package. You're literally just asking your audience, if I was to launch a coaching package, would anyone be interested? Um, and from there, I, I had such a great response that just kept growing that I actually had to quit my job in the end because uh, there was like, there was no possible way that I could have done both. And that's where I think the alignment side comes in and, and you know, from our conversations that there's also that energetic side that I, I feel very tapped into, that right time, right thing, um, you know, things will align and and random things or seemingly random things will come together in a way that just seems very easeful, which is what happened for me. Yeah. You're someone that seems to have uh, cultivated a lot of trust in yourself. You haven't necessarily looked to the universe hoping for a sign, but rather when that sign came to you, trusting that that was the next thing to do. Was there anything or is there anything that you practice that has helped you cultivate self-trust? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> all the things. Combination of everything. Self-trust is 100% a muscle that you build over time. It doesn't just come out of the blue. It's it's something that I think is a daily practice. And I don't have a rigid practice with, with anything. I, I think I sort of take from a smorgasbord of um, things like meditation and those types of spiritual practices. But it's also just leaning into things that, that get my heart racing and saying, okay, I'm feeling a bit anxious about that or I'm feeling a bit... Um, like that's out of my depth what does that mean or what will I make that mean and I'm going to do it anyway because I know that's when you build those courage references and you can tap back in and say see I was fine I made it through so let's try again and and you continue to build on that so I think I've been doing that since I was a young person you know a, a child really and um, have always trusted in I, I think I've, I've always had a that deeper belief that I'm being completely supported, but I've also had that trust in my ability to bounce back if, if it doesn't work out, that I'm resourceful enough to make another decision and make that, that work. So it's just a, a little bit of getting over yourself, I think sometimes, <laughs> that <laughs> that fear of failure is such a big one. And we all, you know, we all struggle with that at various times, but really I, I often find myself coming back to, well, what's the worst case scenario? And if that happened, what would I do? And when you can drill down on that level, you realise that it's, it's actually not as bad as your mind is telling you it is and, and that you'll be okay. You'll bounce back. Okay. I said five guests, but I actually only have four today. So sorry about that little error at the start. My final guest 
And of course, you're not supposed to have favorites when you have guests, but this episode with Carissa Kuchis, officially known as KK, was a big highlight of the past year of podcasting. One thing I love about this woman is her tenacity and her unwavering belief in herself and the product that she sells under the Tony Robbins banner. She is a firecracker. She's been called a firecracker. And if you get a chance to spend some time with her, as I did in this episode, you will see exactly why. Just listening to these couple of clips from our conversation is going to have you get fired up and go after your dreams. As soon as you get off for this episode, you're going to go straight into action. I know it. Or maybe you'll have to do a little puke and rally first, as she calls it. You're going to enjoy this one and find out exactly what I mean by that. I know my core belief in myself is that I can actually achieve anything that I want to achieve. And so with that belief, that fundamental belief, there's nothing out there. Like if I desire it, I know that I have the work ethic to make it happen, even if I don't know how. And the the concept of nature versus nurture is really intense. And a lot of people question about this, but I really do think if you desire it, it's nurture. I desired to, to grab a lot out of life. I desired at a young age, I had the recognition that I've got one of these and I want to make a big impact and I want to use every day and every moment. So because I desired that my actions followed suit, how can I exhaust this experience? The best example I can give is when people ask me or I hear people say, God, college were the days. I wish I could go back to college or, you know, look at my niece and nephew. They have no worries. I wish I could go back to that time. And I always say, I never want to go back to any time because I exhaust when I'm in it. I Mm. give 150 so that when I close that chapter, I can't wait for what's next. And I don't have, I don't want to go back because I've given everything. And a lot of that I would attribute to athletics. I mean, Mm. I started playing sports at a very young age and you, through the game, you learn things like you've got one shot, one at bat. Mm. Pressure is on. The bases are loaded. Can you sacrifice yourself for your teammate? Am I willing to hit a dinky RBI so that we can score a run? And it's like these moments of challenge and of pressure and at a young age learning how to be a team player and support and cheer even though you're sucking in life, but you have to support your, your teammates in their process. It's like these little lessons that I learned, I think made me approach life in a very aggressive and passionate way. And um, it's something that over time has been nurtured by my desire to invest in more content, like the trainings and the books and the CDs and the YouTubes. Like I just consume it all. Once you really dive into this work, you're able to peel off the layers and become more and more true to exactly who you are. And once you get to that place of trueness and authenticity and alignment with your head and your heart and your spirit and the force of your identity, There is no limit to the amount of people you can impact in the world. And that truly is my life's work, assisting people in their own breakthrough to recognize that they are so capable of anything they want to do and being the source of like just the ignition. I just am the lighter, I'm the lighter, uh, lighter fluid. 
as you know, you hang out with me on Instagram. I, it's a big priority for me to show up and, um, provide a place. Like I almost want to be the channel that you can click to that you can absolutely guarantee you're going to see something that ignites you, sparks you, makes you feel like, gosh, I just want to get out there and take over the world. And so I hang out with many humans on the social channels that are creating these massive momentum breakthroughs daily. And I call those risks. What's your relationship with risk? When's the last time you took a risk? When's the last time you wanted to just totally vomit and you did it anyway? And we've just named that today. We call it puke and rally. Uh, do you feel like you can get to a place of you want to vomit? You're so scared. You don't know how you're going to do it. Or you want to leave that corporate job and you're kind of ready, but you can't even make it happen. You're about to walk into your boss's office to quit the job so you can do your own business and you feel like you want to vomit. Like what I would tell you is puke and rally. And don't play safe at that point. Step up forward into the fear. And that really small adjustment to leaning into the things that scare you will transform your life. And you'll take more risks in the next, in the next two weeks than you would have in the last two years. Wow. KK is really something, isn't she? Almost feels like you could be at a Tony Robbins event when you're hanging out with that woman. Okay, my parting words after 52 episodes is I want to say a huge thank you to this podcast community. Those that have taken the time to give thoughtful feedback, thank you. Share episodes, thank you. And leave a review on iTunes means so much. If you love the show, make sure that you share your favorite episodes. Once you've listened to it, pop it up on those Instagram stories and tag me at Ruby K Marsh. I'll always write you back and I am so, so grateful for the support. Here's to another 52 episodes, right? Until next time, keep yourself pointed towards those dreams.